I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. All opinions and discussions on the podcast are purely individual experience, so please consult a doctor or medical professional for more information. Welcome to the Shake It Up Show, a podcast in partnership with Shake It Up Australia Foundation for Parkinson's Research, where we speak to people whose lives have been impacted by Parkinson's disease and hear their stories. My name is Amy Louise Ruffle. I'm an actor, comedian, podcaster, and most importantly, a proud Shake It Up Australia ambassador in support of my dad who lives with Parkinson's. My guest today runs a music company, Renegade Events, and recently held a rock concert fundraiser for Shake It Up in support of both her brother and father who live with Parkinson's. So to tell us more about all of that, please welcome to the podcast, Hannah Moltoni. Hi, Amy. Thanks very much for having me. Oh, so thrilled to have you. Thank you for being here. I think the best place to start would be, tell me all about this rock concert. How did that come to be? Well, music was always just such a... um a big part of my life. My dad was a huge musical influence um, on me and then my brothers. We all played instruments growing up and uh, I just, when Lee got diagnosed, I just always thought a concert would be a really cool way to sort of raise funds and and awareness, especially for young onset because it's sort of, you know, you want to draw in a a younger crowd and be inclusive, you know. And then I, I worked for production for the Big Day Out many years ago just for a year or two. Um, and that was great fun. And then I sort of just didn't really feel like there was a lot of rock festivals kind of going on in Perth that I got really excited about or anything. So then I just started I started Renegade and just using that as a platform to yeah, promote Parkinson's disease, I guess, and get awareness out there and have a concert every year. I want um it's called so it's offbeat is the name of the concert and uh, that'll be an annual event and I just want it to get bigger and better every year and sort of become a national event, you know, like globally renowned would be amazing, you know, like big picture. But, um, yeah, so I've got lots of of big ideas for that. So that's how it came about really. It's so good because it's like there's no one way to fundraise or raise awareness and so it's wonderful when you hear people that have a really like unique skill set and utilising that for something that is so different and maybe can cut through in a different way and like you said to a different target audience uh, that younger onset Parkinson's awareness is like such a unique Parkinson's experience. I would love to know how did the actual day go? What did it end up looking like? (laughs) Did you raise money? Were there speeches? Like what was the offbeat day? We did. We, um, oh gosh, it was, well, we had quite a few hiccups as will often happen with live events. Uh, we had one of the performers, um, not one of the bands, but one of the um, performers pull out on the day. My neurologist pulled out about 20 minutes before (laughs) doors opened. And, you know, we just had a few hiccups like that. It was my, my first time doing an auction and so it was, it was a different event to what I have usually sort of experienced. So it's a lot of, lot of um, learning uh, for everyone involved going on there. But it was a lot of fun. Lee, um, my brother, graciously stepped up to do the speaking, but it turned up, um, turned out, it just, it just, we didn't really need it for the, that particular layout of the concert. 
so it worked out fine. We had three bands, uh, a young group of guys. Uh, the band name is OJ, and they're just really super excited to be doing, you know, a charity event. And they were just lovely. And they had, you know, brought a huge group of people and, you know, just lots of energy. They were fantastic. And then we had the Feel All Rights, which were, has Nick Shepard from uh, The Clash. And, and they were just phenomenal. Like all of all of the musicians, you know, there's Nick Dublin from End of Fashion, Greg Hitchcock from God, I'm having a mental blank, ha- having a mental blank of all the bad names now. <laughs> um, and they were fantastic. I mean, I had people coming up to me all night for days afterwards, just going, "Where did you find these guys? They're amazing." And Nick is playing in bands all the time. He's is just fantastic. He, they're just that whole band. They're so tight. They play all the you know classic rock songs then they've got their originals as well they were just fantastic they were the real highlight of the night um and we had 46 brigade they so generously um donated their time they played at the end of the night and yeah we had some fantastic auction items wolf guitars donated an electric guitar lottie galvin she's a Fremantle artist which people should definitely check out she did a big 48 by 60 inch canvas called waking shaking which she did specifically for the event to be auctioned off. And her audio description, the research and the thought that went in to this painting was just above and beyond anything I would have ever expected. You know, she showed it to me, I was bursting into tears. It was just it's so fantastic. And we, I was listening to the audio description with my dad and my brother and it was just it was really emotional. And it was just really beautiful that she put so much into it, you know, knowing how meaningful it is to so many people. So that was amazing. We raised, I think, just over $8,000. So, yeah, not too bad for the first one. Not too bad for the first one. But I think next year is going to be bigger and better. I've got some really great ideas <laughs> for that one. But it all depends on fund- budget and funding and, and whatnot. Um, That's it. Part of the beauty is like you said, it's seeing, I guess, like the community rally, people donating their time. Obviously, fundraising is a huge part of what Shake It Up does in general, but it's more than that. It's about the awareness of it, but also the people rallying around the cause that you see just the generosity of strangers willing to come to the table. It's so wonderful. Absolutely. When I first, I mean, you know, you read all the statistics and whatnot, like it's Parkinson's disease is the second biggest neurological disease in Australia, you know, second only to dementia, which I think something about 70% of Parkinson's sufferers may get a form of, you know, but so many people that I, once I started planning offbeat, I would say like three quarters of the people that I dealt with had an immediate family member or a close friend uh, with Parkinson's disease. And even they, you know, knew very little about it, about the various symptoms and that they can all be different and you know once you get talking about it everybody's everybody has a connection and so then everybody wants to help mm-hmm. so it is just it's really just getting the word out there and sort of supporting people who are doing events saying oh I know this person's you know they're doing a like those guys that did a row across the ocean just sort of backing everybody because yeah there's a lot of people out there that are, are affected by it and given the opportunity would love to help. So you're definitely Um, doing it again. Like you said, you want to make it an annual event. So the planning's already underway for a 2024 show. Where are you at? What do you need? What's going on? Well, very, very early stages. I'm going to do it at Port Beach Brewery, which is where I had it last year, but this year we'll do it outdoors 
one of the things I love about organizing events, like I always love to like surprise people, just do something that's a little bit different or just a little extra element that they're not expecting. So there's always going to be that kind of thing running through the events that I do. There'll be an hour of talks and whatnot going through the auction items and things like that, and then we'll have two or three bands again. And unfortunately, these things always come down to money, don't they? But so obviously I need people who are interested in sponsoring sponsoring the event, donating items to either auction or as raffle prizes, you know, time, anything, and you know, all of these things, as you said, are a community event. Yeah. A community endeavor. Absolutely. So if people <laughs> want to um be a part of it, how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, they can email me directly at Hannah at renegadeevents.au. So it's H-A-N-N-A-H at renegadeevents.au. Okay, well, it sounds exciting. We'll definitely get you back next year to um, talk about the event when it's a bit closer to. But I guess let's go back a step and talk about the people that have inspired you to do all of this work. Obviously, you mentioned Lee, previously your brother, who has young onset Parkinson's, but you are not alone in the family. It's not just Lee, if I understand correctly. Also, your dad lives with Parkinson's. He does, yeah. <clears throat> Lee was diagnosed when he was 29 and it progressed very, very quickly. It affected um, both sides of his brain. So he you know, lost a lot of quality of life very, very quickly, as is the nature of the disease. Obviously, that got worse and worse. Um, and he had brain surgery, I think it was 2017, um, had the deep brain stimulator put in his brain and he got quite a bit of movement back before that he was essentially frozen you know I, I would lift his hand to his face so he could scratch it and it would take him two hours to get to the bathroom and it was just just horrible you know <clears throat> sorry. don't be sorry take your time it's really a hard thing to talk about <laughs> the freezing you know even now, you see, with this difficulty of movement, it's heartbreaking. And, you know, like he's just trapped in his body, in his mind. But the freezing was just like, that was really, really confronting, I think, because it was like he was all there mentally. Mm-hmm. But stuck. Yeah. So he had the DBS and that provides some relief in 2017. Yeah, so he got a lot of movement back. Um, he still gets the dyskinesia and dystopia. I always get those terms wrong. You know, and he's very slow um, off balance. You know, like he needs help with everything. You know, sometimes he has good days and he, you know, will, I say walking, shuffling, I guess, shuffling around more than other days and it just depends on there's so many factors that just affect the disease you know from day to day yeah so I'm thinking between people the um, experience of it but then also by day you know you can go to bed one night and it's totally different the next day and then the one after that you're you know having a more mobile day again so it's such a like sporadic feels like the wrong word but just hard to really different every day absolutely think that's another thing that people aren't aware of the myriad of symptoms you know like and that is such an individual disease you know there are so many symptoms I'm still learning you know I think you know and not everybody gets them 
or they will present differently and it's um I think people think of Parkinson's and they just think of an you know an elderly man with a shaky hand you know they don't realize that it is a 30 year old that's can't feed his children you know a 40 year old that chokes and dies you know like there is there are so many different ways that the disease presents different issues and I think a huge thing though as well and this is a lot of illnesses is you lose that sense of self mm-hmm. like who am I now I can't do anything that I had envisaged for myself I can't do anything that I could currently do I'm always trying to think what can we get Lee into you know like what would be a good hobby for him and then I'm like there's actually no <laughs> feels like there's actually nothing you know because it, again it depends on how he's going each day as to what he can do with his hands or his feet you know yeah. um and and that's just from me outward looking at him I can only imagine what for him the loss of all of those faculties and you know dreams and ideas and things that he had fun and when you lose that sense of self then I, I you feel like you've got nothing to offer to people and you then you're like where's my place in the world what what do I do now you know and and it's uh, I think that that mental struggle is just as big as the physical struggles if not bigger Oh, it's a like confronting battle that, again, because of the unpredictability of it, you have to show up to every day because it isn't linear. And so it is yeah. a constant challenge. And you said it yourself, you know, some days he might be able to pursue a hobby, but the next day he won't. So is pursuing it worse because it's making you confront that reality more regularly, but mm-hmm. then not having those outlets is really bad. So it's a, a constant battle that there isn't, unfortunately, any good answer for. Absolutely. And that's what I, you know, I always say is every day from the second he opens his eyes, everything is hard work and it's not just the physical stuff. It's not just reaching for his medication. It is, do I even want to open my eyes today? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so was he diagnosed before your dad or your dad was first? No, Lee was diagnosed uh, before dad. Dad was diagnosed... I can't be exactly sure because the cheeky bugger kept it from me for a little while. Um, I, think, I think it was in 2018. Okay. Um, so at that point, the family was pretty familiar with Parkinson's yeah. general concept. Yes. Well, I was living over in Sydney, though, so I came home and uh, we had a bit of a family get together and I noticed a bit of a shake in his hand. I was like, what's going on here? Oh, dear. Yeah. And he said, oh, I've got a little bit of what Lee's got. First of all, how's how's your dad doing? How are his symptoms at this point in time? Um, Dad's, I mean, he's got a pretty constant tremor in his right hand. His speech has gotten softer. His 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 has progressed a lot slow, more slowly, which is nice. <laughs> I guess <laughs> where we can get them. I guess absolutely. Yeah. How is it? Um, for, and um, I guess maybe it's a crazy, a silly question to um, ask of their opinion but do you think has it been helpful in a way that they've both been able to have that common understanding not that again again you would want it to happen to both of them but given no, the of course yeah yeah there's something um, there yeah I have wanted to ask them that myself I think I think initially you know and especially the side effects of the medication you know like that they altered Lee's behavior a bit and we all try to sort of understand it, you know, 
and I think it wasn't really until dad was on the medication and he experienced it that he was like it's a real you know like it's it's a real thing you know and it's it's not that we or myself I you know tried to ever diminish that that was the medication medication was having that kind of effect on Lee I have epilepsy so I've been on medication since I was 14 and well aware of how they can you know alter your behaviors but um yeah I think the medication that was a real thing for them for 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 Lee to have somebody else understand it to the extent that he does yeah and I think yes to a to a degree but you know that they can understand it's it's one of those things where you know like when you meet somebody who gets what you're going through like has gone through what you've gone through that is you can have all the sympathy in the world from people that you love and and whatnot but that person who can relate to what you're going through that's invaluable and that is like yes that from that aspect definitely but they are very different people very different stages in their life very different symptoms deal with things in in very different ways Mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I, I have been meaning to ask them that myself. A question uh, that's actually asking from your perspective. Uh, yeah. But h- how has it been, I guess, as a family and for yourself to watch what your brother and your dad are going through? Obviously, like you said, you've had these meetings and um, chats as a family. You've moved back to Perth, so a very close-knit family. How mm-hmm. how has it been for you? Well, like I see Lee almost every day, which I love. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> I wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have. I mean, we've always been close, but go and check out, check in and hang out with him. That's awesome. I mean, I, I had wanted to move back to Perth for a long time. Like my family, see, as you said, we're very close. So I've been wanting to come back to Perth. And, and yeah, of course, as Lee's um, illness was getting worse and he's got, he's got two children, you know, and then, and dad being diagnosed. So it, it is great to be here. And it is, um, it is really hard. Like I, you know, I try to be, positive and I know it doesn't help Lee for to see me getting all upset and emotional and but it is so hard to watch it's just your experience in it is valid too and it's hard because obviously you want to prioritize the people living through it and how Lee's doing and how your dad's doing but it's unrealistic to think that that doesn't also have an impact on you and that some days it's hard to show up and be positive because you don't want that for them you wish their experience was a bit easier so yeah absolutely Again, for yeah. you, a constant battle of like some days you can turn up and be <laughs> presence and other days it's hard. Well, fortunately, yeah, fortunately for me, I do have a little bit of that flexibility. Um, Lee's partner, she's um, she's fantastic. She, you know, I mean, they live together and so she's there all the time um, and just takes great care of him. And they're, they're a fantastic team, actually. Uh, I don't it's not all me it's not all it's not all any of us um it's definitely a team effort a team effort is is an excellent um I guess advice and which brings me to another question of if someone out there has just been a loved one's just been diagnosed with Parkinson's from your experience like do you have some advice for them or something that you wish you'd known earlier on that you now know (laughs) I guess get a good medical team Mm -hmm. You keep like it keeps coming back to team. Team is everything. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, you need to feel like you're being heard, um, and I think often you don't. You know, you mm-hmm. just become another Parkinson's patient. Seen this 
must be this, go on that, you know. I think there's kind of, well, all the options are shit, so let's just try, work our way through them and see which ones are less shit <laughs> for you, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my very limited and probably ignorant understanding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I was in Sydney for a lot of it. When Lee first got diagnosed, I immediately went out and got the Michael J. Fox book <laughs> and read that. I got some books and I think I, I called Lee up straight away. And I was like, so it's just lack of dopamine. Can't they just shoot you up with lots of dopamine? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's like, no, no, no. It's not really like a lack of iron. Um, <laughs> well, has anyone tried? Let's try. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, come on. Everybody's going down these big fancy paths. Have we tried the simpler stuff? Like, <laughs> turn it off and on. <laughs> um so, you know, then I kept, you know, learned about the blood-brain barrier and, you know, blah, 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 all the mm-hmm. stuff. So um, I think it's, I guess the more you understand about the disease, that's kind of helpful. Yeah. Um, we, Lee and I and Dion, Lee's partner, we just went over to Melbourne to work on, um, so the, the uh, an app, um, YOXP, YOPX, I should know this, <laughs> for um, newly diagnosed people, yeah. uh, particularly young onset, to navigate the NDIS. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, YOPX, Y-O-P-X, <laughs> Young Onset Parkinson's Exchange, I think. Yeah, so that's really cool, you know, and that will obviously have advice on not just the NDIS but, you know, working and mental health and exercise and mm-hmm. things like that. We did a roundtable with Parkinson's Australia as well and I, my thing was that, you know, if I got diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, the first place I would go to is Parkinson's Australia. Yeah. Like, you know, that sounds like the head of, you know. Yep. So, right? So, I, you know, I think you kind of you need to be a database. You know, I think all the foundations need to be a database of, you know, what services are out there what we can do to help, if we can't help you, they should know which direction to point you in because there's a lot of information coming at you and you're just completely shocked and blindsided and all you can see is what you're going to lose and what you haven't got, you know, like, and you're trying to take all of this information in. And I think a lot of people that work in the medical industry, in 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 these kinds of communities, you know, because they deal with it every day, it kind of you kind of get a bit desensitized to it. And somebody who's newly diagnosed, like that's earth shattering. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's not. They're very sensitive to that. You know, they're the complete opposite. And I think people sort of lose their empathy and and um, sensitivity a little bit. They can. You know, not everybody. That's massive generalization, of course. But not um, even like an intentional thing. It's just because that's absolutely not. Day. Like absolutely. you said, you're, you know, if you put your shoes on every day, you're not thinking about it. The first time you put your shoes on, it was a big deal. So those yeah. are like <laughs> yeah, things of absolutely the, the circumstance. One hundred percent. Yeah, Z- yeah, no, zero malice or intent or anything like that behind it. I think it just you know, like anything, just becomes second nature. You know, like it and and. So yeah, pathway to information sounds like it's an important thing because, again, yeah, 
diagnosis is a very chaotic, stressful time. So if there could be a, an easy way to get information advice, which it sounds like this app is going to be an, a fantastic resource for people that they can go there, yeah. know what services are available to them. NDIS is a huge one to have the funding for those allied yeah. services and things that can be really expensive to access. Yeah, absolutely. And just look into everything, all the options. You might not need them straight away, but it's good to know what will be there down the track, you know, that you might not need. Be- eliminate the stress wherever you can because very probably your life is going to be really stressful <laughs> going forward. So if you have as much information about what you might need immediately or could need going forward, you know, and then that situation arises, you can go, oh, I can, I can actually get some help with that. That's not something that I need to do with just by myself. That actually might not be an issue. You know, like I think I feel like things like that, I'm all about, you know, eliminate stress wherever possible. You know? Control the controllables. There's so much that Absolutely. you can't help and fix. So where you can, it's like lock it in early, have that information available, make what 100%. simple. Yeah. 100%. I think, you know, at some point, point and I mean how do you say this to somebody you know like you're just gonna have to make your peace with it I mean that's a you know from able-bodied person who's lost absolutely nothing just seems like the most callous thing to say but if at some point you're not able to make your peace with that being your new normal that mental challenge will be a challenge every single and you'll get to I don't think you'll get to a I think that mentality will only lead you to to a dark place personally yeah, the you need to journey to acceptance is really hard and a, a shitty, sucky thing to do for lack of putting yeah. it in a nicer term. But yeah, again, it comes back to, I guess, like controlling what you can. And if you can get to that place of acceptance, then I think it does allow a little bit more light in. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, you know, yeah, then you are open to options other ideas or you know like yeah maybe I can give this a try or maybe you know maybe I do have something of value to say maybe I can be a speaker you know like something that gives you a sense of purpose mm-hmm. and I think we all need that in our lives otherwise what's the point <laughs> you know certainly do purpose is a big thing and like what you're doing with the concept that's a great purpose a great motivator and incentive so from the community thank you so much for the uh, work you're doing to raise awareness for particularly young onset parkinson's and we're sending the best to lee and your dad and we look forward to hearing more about how next year's concert comes together thank you very much um yeah and reach out if anybody wants to get involved Yes. Even more than Mary. Get involved, <laughs> community. Let's do it. Thank you so much for your time, Hannah. Thank you, Amy. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Shake It Up Australia funds groundbreaking Australian research that aims to slow, stop, and cure Parkinson's disease. And they need your help. To support Shake It Up's vision of a world without Parkinson's, head to shakeitup.org.au forward slash podcast. Together, we can find a cure.